Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Philadelphia-based jazz vocalist Macy Miller. We caught up with her about her life and music and the brand new 2023 CD called Nine. It is her first CD in quite some years, and in the field of numerology, the number nine is connected to wisdom and experience. As she notes, the number nine is significant because it closely associates with spiritual growth, inner awakening, and self-realization. As a young girl, she discovered her grandparents' vast collection of vinyl, and after studying every great artist from Ella to Ellington. She honed her vocal skills and made her debut in local clubs and at special events. Macy has sung in legendary rooms like the Jazz Standard and Danny's Skylight Room in New York and many others in Philadelphia, Las Vegas, and beyond. She's got a great story. Enjoy this interview. Hello. Hi, Macy. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Look at that artwork back there. I love it. This is my music room. You know, during COVID, I was a bit restless, probably like the rest of us. Yeah. So um, this was like a little, we have an old farmhouse, and we we made this um, little tiny room. It used to be a guest bedroom that no one stayed in. Let me see. It's a little junky in some areas. You have yeah. to clean view back here. But, yeah. I, you know, I put my music up there, nice. and I've got, like, um, I've got my books and, you know, album things, and I'm set up to do Zoom, and that's what I did a lot of. Yeah. During COVID, is like Zoom concerts for people, and you know, any way we can connect and share this music. Yep. Absolutely. Where are you located? I'm in Philadelphia. Actually, I'm in Bucks County, just outside of Philly. Okay, so I'm in Kansas City. Are you? Are you? Are you guys okay with the whole Super Bowl thing? You? You ups? Did you? Were you upset about it? Yeah, you can be. Okay. I don't Listen. watch football. I'm okay. sorry. No, you're fine. I just, I'm not a sports girl at all. That's my fine. All of them. <laughs> this is the whole problem with that Super Bowl that happened. Never, ever have everyone pick against the Chiefs. It's just going to backfire. <laughs> just letting you know. So let's get into happier things. Let's get into the music. Thank you for taking a minute out. And before we get into your music, you know, we mentioned COVID. It brought it was brought up. How did you survive the last three years and how has it changed you? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, I mean, I think it made everybody kind of, uh, it made me um, really go introspective about like, you know, just those things that we take for granted in life, being able to go out, being able to touch people, hug people, you know, have face-to-face conversations. And I think, um, you know, I'm very much an extrovert. So being inside was making me go a little stir crazy. (laughs) I was climbing the wall. So we did... We did concerts in the backyard and had people spaced out when it was safe to do so, like a yeah. year in. We had people in the backyard and we had it on Zoom here in this music room and outside. And, and I did a few safely distanced things. But, I mean, yeah, I, I think it made me really um, value this music so much more and being able to share it, value life so much more and then um we started the project in like 2021 this new album and it in fits and stops because of covid you know one day we're like pumped to go into the studio and somebody passed away maybe somebody we knew somebody my piano player knew somebody um a friend of a friend and he was playing at the funeral like 
crazy stuff and, um, and hard stuff. And then, um, I got COVID a couple times. He never got COVID, my, uh, writing partner, piano player, but just a lot of life happening in that time. So two and a half years later, we're finally putting out this music. And I think definitely influenced by the crazy times that we've been in. Um, I, I wanted, we wanted when we were writing the songs, Aaron Graves and I, um, to really, I don't know, do something, say something, ha- have lift people because, oh my gosh, there's so much madness in the world. We need a whole lot of music to help that. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so that, that was kind of the mission of it is to do something to lift people to, you know, um, maybe inspire or make somebody have a better day because music yeah. does that, you know. Certainly. So nine is the new album. And I'm curious, you know, does, do you think it signals a new era for you to, to have the world opening up and new, new material chances to perform it live? How does it feel? Sure. It feels amazing. I, I love people. I love this music. I love being on the bandstand and connecting with people. I mean, that's really what it's all about. That's what jazz music specifically is for me. It's, it's about connection. It's about community. We have a really great community here in Philly. Um, and, um, well, worldwide, it's a small world, you know. So this one knows that one and knows that one. And you're on the bandstand with this one. And they just came down from Boston. And this one just came over from, you know, whatever tour. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's about all that. And so coming out of COVID, the world opening up, um, a lot of, I hadn't written so much since my very first album in 2001. I had one song on my second album, which was Take a Closer Look. The first album was all originals, um, um, a big band kind of thing, but with all originals sort of written in the sort of retro 40s kind of vibe. And then like one song on one album, one song on a lullaby CD. But I didn't really write for a long time, and I think that internal shift that we were all going through kind of, it was cathartic for me to write feelings good and bad down and make songs out of them. So yeah, it feels, it just feels amazing to be that the music is out there and, yeah. and people are feeling it and, it, and you know, so far well received and, and I'm grateful for that. And um, yeah. And just to be, alive I, every day i just wake like thank you thank you heart for beating thank you yep. lungs for breathing without covid i mean there's still cases of it out there but it's you know my daughter had it again but it's much less it's, yep. you know it's like three day cold or maybe four or five days not to downplay you know safety and all that but yep. it wasn't anything um heavy this time so i'm just a whole lot of grateful right now yeah, for <laughs> all sure all the way around yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So what are you hoping the listener gets from this new album? I would like them to feel something, have joy. I hope songs like From Roots, which is a wonderful Cedar Walton tune, and I put some lyrics about our interconnectedness, uh, feel the music, which is about being in that moment, letting everything go for the day that we're dealing with and just be here, like just be in the moment, be with the music and just enjoy life um, because it is so precious. So I I hope they feel something. And I have a a song called Strange is the Night. It is a very um, 
it's the only more serious. Well, maybe not the only serious, but it's kind of the, the most serious on the album and important to me because it's um, saying something about racism and and uh, society. And so that was really important for me to speak about. So how did this jazz journey begin for you? How did you get into the music and how did it steamroll to today? Uh, let's see. Um, when I was younger, I was singing pop and um, I loved that very much. I used to sing also in a old school R&B band, um, kind of a funk R&B thing. And that was fun. Also a lot of fun and dinner theater and all those sort of things. And I remember one time I had a run in Atlantic city and I was going back and forth long drive and, Oh, I write songs in the car all the time. In the old days before cell phone, I'd have like a piece of paper on the steering wheel. Do not recommend that. (laughs) Um, But uh, anyway, I used to listen to jazz on the way home to chill out. I also used to really love uh, when I was younger watching like old classic movies, anything where they broke into song and dance. I was all about that. And then one day I just got like an Ella Fitzgerald record and then I found Billy and then I found Miles and then I found Sarah and just, you know, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. There's there's so much amazing music out there from the past and and also contemporary artists. So, um, I don't know. Once the jazz bug got me, then that was it. And that's yeah. all I wanted to do. Absolutely. It was the, it's the safe cigarette. Once you're in, you're hooked, you know, <laughs> it's, it's the thing. So yeah. what, what was the very first live jazz show you saw that really blew you away? Well, that's hard to say. Cause when I was younger, I was much more listening to like Whitney Houston and Sade and Sade's kind of jazzy. But yeah. Um, still love her but um you know that was kind of where i was at in my in my younger days i would say more contemporary concerts that i saw oh my goodness this is real recent but i just have to bring it up gregory porter oh my oh, yeah. gosh yeah oh, my gosh. love him love him i also like liz Wright a lot too she oh, just yeah. has this beautiful soul and yeah. um and then on the flip side who else uh, just so many. Um, I like Stacy Kent a lot too. She yeah. has a nice chill vibe. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm thinking. I just don't see enough shows. I, no, I those are great. Those I are great. A lot of times, like just working, working, working. Yeah, you know, pounding the pavement and stuff, and not really taking time to see. I would say I see more shows now in the last ten years than I did when I was younger because I yeah. was just too busy. Yeah. What was the stage that you performed on where you, it, it kind of freaked you out a little bit because you dreamed about it or it was such a big deal? You had to just be like, wow, this is happening. <laughs> Many. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, they're all special. They're all special to me. Um, I would say recently at Smalls in New York. It's yeah. a scene. It's it's more of a musician room than yeah. a singer room. Um but it's such a hang. It's such a cool vibe. And a, um, a bandmate of mine and dear friend, Mike Boone, who also has an amazing album out. Yeah. If you haven't heard it yet. And uh, you heard it? Awesome. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and uh, he invited me to come and join him and be his guest singer on the gig. And so, yeah, I've done it twice. And it's a cool room. But, yeah, it was definitely a little intimidating at first, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, what is it that you like the best about being a professional musician? There's all these facets. There's recording, there's live shows, there's promoting. 
what do you like the best about it? What, what inspires you the most? I mean, that's a blanket answer, but truth be told, all of it, because it's all part of the creative process. Like, um, I mean, recording is really special. Each recording, so I have five albums now, and um, each one is its own, I don't know, it's my own baby, and, it, and it's a special thing. It's a special um, connection you have with the people that you're working with. It's different and new, fresh stories to tell, and it and it showcases a different aspect of who you are. I mean, the way I sang on my first album and the way I re- I felt a story is so much different now than back then. You know, one was like swing and big band. One was a lullaby for my baby. One was sort of like this pop jazz hybrid. But beyond style. Each had a different feeling and a different vibe altogether. And I think if I was to say what I love the most about it, it's the connection with the people that I work with. It's um, that meeting of minds, that be- whether it's in the studio and my writing partner slash piano player uh, slash pr- uh, producer, did I say producer? Anyway, um, whether it's like meeting of minds behind the glass and I go somewhere and he was like, I was just going to tell you to do that. Or he says, try this. And I was like, Oh my gosh, we're on stage where, uh, he and, and Mike Boone, they know where I'm going to go sometimes before I do. And we just land in the same spot. And I'm like, well, isn't that magic, you know? So I don't know. I like all the creative process. I also dig the marketing. It's a lot of fun for me. I like, um, making up, my uh, materials and and getting out there like connecting with people on socials because to me it's just another aspect of connection of getting to know people you know yeah but of course in-person contact yeah so why do you love jazz (laughs) yeah I, i mean i love it musically i love the different aspects of it i mean I was on a gig last night, and the and the guy I was working with, um, I worked with a different band, not my own band, last night, and he he was talking about how there are many houses of jazz, and I I like that. I like that sometimes we're swinging, sometimes it's just laid back and cool, and sometimes it's really bluesy and gritty, and sometimes you're just telling a story, real honest and pure, and feeling the emotion of that. Um, but I also like the freedom of it because sometimes you just don't know what's going to happen on the bandstand because, you know, somebody's doing this and that in, that solo inspires what you're going to sing or you're going to scat or um, maybe I go a different turn. And so they're following me like, whoa, this is a fun ride. Let's try this. You know, so I, I like the freedom and the um, just the excitement of it. Yeah. And the realness. I think there's a in jazz that is not as present in some other music. And I love a lot of music, different styles, but um, yeah, there's a, there's a real depth in that music and a real sophistication in the, in the playing as well. Absolutely. So since we're kind of, do what? I'm not sure 20 year old me would have gotten it. Yeah. Right. Know? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely you know, not. Teenage. My teenager was just like, mm. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> get it. Rather on saying something pop. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I totally get it. Um, you know, you're bathed in nostalgia back there with Ella and Sarah and Miles. So if we get off the phone, a jazz DeLorean pulls up, you can punch in the digits and see anybody in the history of jazz. One show. Where are you going? Ooh. First thought Ella, second thought Billy. 
Okay. Um, you know, I mean, there's a million musicians I could say among those would be Miles Coltrane, um, Hank Mobley, yeah. um, uh, Cannonball Adderley. I love him. And uh, uh, just a, a lot of people. But I would say first and foremost, Ella. Yeah. I mean, she was such a performer and such a, so improvisational. And, um, yeah, I, I, I just love, 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 love Ella. I've, like, worn out CDs. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So everyone, that, I have to say, doesn't every singer say Ella or Billy? I don't know. Maybe. Well, it all depends. It all depends. I mean, there's some surprises that get in there, but yeah, Ella definitely is, is on the top of the list. She is, uh, she, she's Sarah and Carmen yeah. McCray. You know who else I dig? Dinah Washington. Yeah. She was sassy. And uh-huh. Anna James. Yep. Uh, yeah. The list. Yeah. The list there of- my favorite is kind of like saying, what's your favorite song? It's like, right. You know? <laughs> yep. They're, they're all a part of the elk. So at the end of the day, everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, and fans, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Hmm. I think I'm a person that's growing. I think I'm a person that's evolving every day. At least that's what I hope to be. Um, coming into my own more, um, being proud to be in my own skin more. I think that's a journey. Maybe it's a more a woman thing. I don't know, but you know, you have many roles in life and I was mother for a long time and I took a long hiatus and I didn't know if I was coming back to music. My heart longed for it, but you know, when you get into a certain mode and you're out of it for a while, you kind of go, gosh, can I still do this? Is this still in me? Am I brave enough to step on out there again after like a, eight year break in performing and 15 years between CDs. And um, I'm glad I did. I love it so much and I'm grateful for it every day. And um, I'm not ever stopping again. Excellent. (laughs) So if anyone wants to pick up the new album nine, learn about any live shows, anything in your world, where can they go? Okay. I am very active on the socials. Um, I also have a website. It's macymusic.com. M-A-C-I music.com and you can purchase cds there um i'm also um facebook under macy miller and also under macy music i'm on insta i'm on too many tiktok threads twitter (laughs) i'm out there (laughs) well this is wonderful macy thank you so much for opening up giving me your story best of luck with everything i really appreciate it Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest vocalists and singers in Philadelphia, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Macy for her graciousness and story. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube, and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Jazz.